Welcome to Moments with Jesus and Pat Bueller. I'm going to read from the second book of Peter, chapter 1, from verse 16. We told you that our Lord Jesus Christ is powerful. We also told you that he will return to earth again. We were not telling you false stories that came from people's clever ideas. Instead, we were telling you what we ourselves had seen. We ourselves saw that the Lord Jesus is very great. We were with him on the mountain when his father, God, spoke to him. God praised his son, Jesus, and he said that Jesus is great. We ourselves heard God's voice speak to Jesus from heaven above where God rules with power. He said, this is my son. I love him. He makes me very happy. Verse 19. As well as that, we have the prophet's messages from long ago. They also show us very clearly that these things are true. The prophetic words are like a light that shines in a dark place. The light continues to shine in the dark place until the dawn comes. So you need to think about these, those messages carefully. Then the morning star will rise and it will bring light deep inside of you. It is very important that you should understand this. The prophet's messages in the Bible did not come from their own ideas. That never happened. None of the prophet's messages came because any person wanted to say something. Instead, God's Holy Spirit caused people to speak words that came from God. I also want to read it from the New King James Bible. From verse 16 again, and it is titled, The Trustworthy Prophetic Word. Second Peter chapter 1, from verse 16. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables. When we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Verse 17. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Know this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of men, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. God bless the reading of his word. Let us pray before we start talking. Father, we come before you in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We bless your holy name. All praises, glory and honor belong to you. We adore you. We love to be in your presence, Father. Yes, we love you with all our hearts 
all our souls and all our strength. Thank you for giving us another day to surrender to you and give you preeminence. As we sit at your feet today and glean from your holy word, open our eyes to see, Lord. Open our ears to hear, we ask, Father, and grant us utterances. Give us encounters with your word, we ask in your holy name. As we look into your commandments, let the entrance of your word illuminate the eyes of our understanding and ignite our hearts. May we see wonderful things in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Father. We receive wisdom and understanding and enlightenment and revelation with much gratitude. Amen. For my introduction, I want us to look at different things. We are living in uncertain times. In the year 2020, many things are being shaken everywhere at the same time. There are many job losses. Many have lost loved ones. A lot of people are still sick from COVID-19. There is a lot of hopelessness and discouragement out there. There's a lot of pain and heaviness. You find this when you speak to people as grief fills their hearts. Others are filled with anxiety about the future and they experience relentless panic attacks. Many others are losing hope because of challenges. And then there are others who are stagnant, troubled, and don't seem to be breaking through. And then there's another group of people who are being seduced away from the truth. As the word declares on 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 2, from the New King James Version, now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times or the latter days, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. What is a hot, what is a seared conscience? When a conscience has become dull and is now without the sense of right and wrong. Such people with that kind of conscience, they become numb to lies. So a lifestyle of lies has become the normal thing. The Apostle Paul identifies those who have a seared conscience in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 1 and 2 that we read above. And from it, we learn three things about the teachings, the false teachers who lead others into apostasy in the troubled times that we are living in. Firstly, they are the mouthpieces for evil spirits. Since they promulgate things taught by demons. Two, they are hypocritical liars. They put on a facade. The Bible says they have an appearance of godliness, but are full of falsehood. 
and affirm those who tell lies and compromise the truth. This seems to be the sign of our times. People are no longer faced with lies. They love God publicly, but privately are full of unbelief and compromise. They are shameless, unscrupulous, since their conscience has been seared. This explains much. How can false teachers compromise? They lie with no shame. They spread deception with no compunction because they have seared consciences. Lying is no longer wrong to them. It has become a lifestyle. But Jesus, speaking about his own, he said, A tree will be recognized by its fruit. That's Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 to 37. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit, brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that, for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Matthew chapter 12, 33 to 37. And not your words you will be justified or condemned. The comments you make online in every social network, the things you like. We have to be very careful in the times and the days we're living in. Are you living a footprint or a fingerprint of spreading lies, misinformation and deceit, being a child of God? Or are you a defender of the truth? Because when looking for fruit, there are three specific tests to apply to any teacher to determine the accuracy of his or her teaching. What does this teacher say about Jesus is the first thing that we should look at. In Matthew 16, verse 15 to 16, Jesus asked, Who do you say I am? And then Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And for this answer, Jesus called Peter blessed. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven has given you the revelation. Therefore, upon this rock of revelation that I am Lord, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So the first truth that we need to uphold is that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the son of the living God. In 2 John 9, we read, 
Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teachings of Christ has both the Father and the Son. In other words, Jesus Christ and his work of redemption and sanctification is of utmost importance. Freely we receive salvation. Faithfully, we must work out our own salvation with trembling and fear. So we have a responsibility to play. Every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but Also in my absence, continue to work out your own salvation with trembling and fear. For it is God who works in you to will and to act on his good purpose. That was the Apostle Paul. So our responsibility is to become light bearers. Light bearers. Philippians 2 verse 12 to 13 and verse 15 to 18. I'll read again. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes. And if I'm being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 12 to 18. So beware of anyone who does not keep the commandments. Come out from among them and be ye separate, scripture says. Be careful that you don't expose yourself to people who live just like people in the world. Because though we are in this world, we are not of this world. We are a royal priesthood. We are a peculiar nation called unto God to bring him praises and sacrifice of thanksgiving. We are called to be ministers of reconciliation. Therefore, we have to look away from everything that distracts, but looking unto Jesus, who is the author And the finisher of our faith. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. 
Stay away from anyone who denies the lordship of Jesus and downplays his sacrificial death. Stay away from anyone who rejects the humanity of Jesus because he was fully God and he was also fully man. If they deny the humanity of Jesus, the Bible says they are liars. It is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ who is a liar. Jesus is the Messiah. He is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. And no man comes to the Father except through Jesus. There are no multiple ways. There's only one way to the Father. And it is through Jesus, the Messiah. Anyone who denies that such man is the Antichrist. Because he denies the Father and he denies the Son. That's the first lie out there. So we must live in the truth. We must declare this truth. Jesus is Lord. He is the one that was anointed into the office of Messiah to be the Savior of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes on him will not perish but have everlasting life. John 3 verse 16. Number two. When you're listening to anyone who's teaching or is leading topics online, sharing with you, do they acknowledge God, the Holy Spirit, who is in the earth? Are they led by the Holy Spirit or the flesh or their emotions? And what are their motives? It's easy to learn or to know and discern when you remember the sure word, the prophetic word which you have been given by the apostles and, and the prophets, as scripture declares. Because when we know the word of God, we can discern what the people are talking, whether they are being led by the Lord or not. Because if it's not in the word, if it is an error in the word, it is a lie. So do they acknowledge the Holy Spirit? Jesus said, I leave you not as orphans. He said to his disciples at the time, it is expedient that I go away. I will not leave you alone. I will send you a comforter who is just like me. He will remind you of everything I have taught you. He will teach you all things, the Holy Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. We are led by the Spirit of God. He leads you into paths of righteousness for the Lord's namesake. And how do we identify the paths of righteousness? Because everything he tells us to do will be supported by the word of God. If it's not in the word of God, then that is not the Holy Spirit leading. Number three, do they preach the gospel, the good news? Do they share the good news? The people that you surround yourself with, do they put God first in their lives? Do they share the good news concerning Jesus' death, his burial, 
his supernatural birth and his resurrection from the dead. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 1 to 4 and Romans 10, we have been sent in Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20, go you into all the world, preach the gospel of the kingdom, heal the sick, cast out devils, make disciples of nations. How can they be sent? How will people know if nobody is declaring the truth, this truth to them? So wonderful are the feet of them who brings good tidings, these good news. God has all of us who are being saved. Jesus said in, in the uh, Gospel of John, we did not cho choose him. He chose us first. That we may bear fruit and fruit that remains. That involves winning the lost, winning souls. So the teachers around you, are they declaring the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Are they being led by the Holy Spirit? Do they trust the word of God as the inerrant truth in which we must guide our lives, be counseled, be rebuked, be taught in the sure word of God? Do they preach the good news? Do they inspire others to win souls? Because those who win souls are wise. They will shine like stars forever and ever. Do you wonder why your light is dim? No shine, no glory. Maybe you need to look at the radar of your witnessing, your prayer life. Do you pray for unsaved ones, your colleagues who don't know Jesus? Do you pray for your neighbors? Any friends that are falling away? Do you stand in the gap and pray for them? For the scales to fall off their eyes, that they may behold the beautiful Christ, our Lord. Is the great commission in your heart? If you are a business person, do you offer good services, but also offer Christ to people that you come alongside? Because those who shine are those who win many to Christ. Those who win souls are wise, the Bible says. What is wisdom? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What is heavy on the Lord's heart? Souls to be saved. The untold to be told about Jesus, what he has done on the cross to save a dying world and reconcile humanity back to God, that whosoever believes on him will not perish and have everlasting life. Do you share the good news? Is everything that you do putting God first? Does God get the glory? The Bible says in Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What are your eyes fixed on? Because we are told to fix our gaze on Jesus. Not on the things of this world. The Apostle Paul warns us in Galatians 1 verse 7. Evidently some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. No one, not even a great preacher 
has a right to change the message that God gave us. If anybody preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. Galatians 1, 7-9 Check to see what types of people do you surround yourself with or listen to, especially people who are teachers or have influence. Do they exhibit the character or qualities that glorify the Lord? In Jude 1 verse 11, we are warned about fake people and fake teachers. The Bible says they have taken the way of Cain, meaning they are full of pride and have rejected God's plan. They have rushed for profit into Balaam's error. They prophesy to get money. And then some followers are running around seeking for prophecies. We have not been called to run around looking for prophecies. We are not led by prophecies, personal prophecies. We are led by the Spirit of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And those who are prophesying for gain, prophecy is not for private interpretation. Prophecy is for the edification of the church. God has not called anyone to be going around giving people personal prophecy. These are things that demons do. He has given us apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors, Ephesians 4, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. And the gift of the prophecies is to encourage believers in their faith. So be careful not to follow those who are like Balaam, who are busy giving people predictions in the, in the guise of prophecy. People who want to prophesy and expect you to give them money. Don't fall, don't be gullible to such practices, practices of demons. Don't follow the way of Cain. Don't be the one who's going out there and killing people, spreading lies and character assassinations and misinformation. God has not given anyone to go out there and call out people's names, servants of God, and criticize them. Your mission is in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. If you are a child of God, you are a minister of reconciliation, you are called to take good news. Whoever is doing things that are not right, let God deal with them. But you focus on what God has called you to do, which is to win souls, to make disciples of nations. Some have been destroyed in Korah's rebellion. They go about criticizing servants of God like Korah's promotions of himself over Moses. 
even in our days today, they do the same thing. They promote their self. They promote their self-interest by attacking other servants of God. Spreading rumors instead of preaching the gospel and, and bringing the good news to men who are dying or lost or the confused. Jesus said to beware of such people and that we know or we will be able to know them by their fruit. Matthew chapter 5, 7, verse 15 to 20. Matthew 7, 15 to 20. Likewise, also, these dreamers defile the flesh. They reject authority. They speak evil of dignitaries. They speak evil of whatever they don't know and whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts, in these things, they corrupt themselves. Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an un ungodly way. And of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. What type of people are, are they? These are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lusts. And they mouth great swelling words, fluttering people to gain advantage. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How they told you that there would be mockers in the last days who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit of God. They are led by their senses. They are in their feelings. But as believers, we need to be in the word of God, the principles of the word of God. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, meaning adding spiritual substance and muscle to your faith. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Looking for mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life and encourage yourself in the word of God. His promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Indeed, his promises are new every morning, Lamentations says. And great is his faithfulness. Thank you, Father. And on some have compassion, making a distinction. But others save them with fear, pull them out of the fire, hating even the, the garment defied by flesh. That's Jude chapter 1 verse 8, verse 10, verse 14 to 23. Flee from people who do not obey God's commandment. Flee from compromises. Flee from those who deny the Lordship of Jesus. Flee from those who think there are many ways to God. There's only one way. His name is Jesus. 
We have a sure word, the Holy Bible. You must study the word of God because you can only be a victim of lies if you do not have God's truth in you. The Bible says the people in darkness have seen a great light and the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter each new day. When we read the word of God, we find comfort. We find direction. We know how to position ourselves. When Moses died, there was uncertainty for the nation. But God told Joshua, get up, only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night that you, you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua chapter 1 verse 7 to 9. The words of God are applicable to us, especially in the disturbing times that we are living in. Why is the word of God important? The same instruction that God gave to Moses applies to our generation. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Psalm 119 verse 103. That's why David says also in Psalm 119 verse 11, Your word I have hid in my heart so that I sin not against you. There are many storms in life. And the Bible says, in the latter days, many shall depart from the faith, taking heed to seducing spirits. So, what must you do to maintain your faith and true spiritual life to withstand storms? One, take personal responsibility. What does that mean? You need your faith muscle to be strong. God gives us a measure of faith. From little faith, big faith, and great faith. Your call, your spiritual call must be strong and must have death so that you can resist the enemy and withstand storms of life and win. That's why the Bible says you must get your loins with a belt of truth. Your loins, your core. The Bible says God says he desires truth in our innermost being. 
And truth is only found in the word of God, the word of life. His word is active and alive. When Satan came to tempt Jesus, Jesus did not play games with him. He dug from the core of his heart. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So in order to build your faith muscles, you need to hear the word of God. That's why we read Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the law must not depart out of your mouth. Declare the word of God. Pray the word. Speak the word. Decree the word of God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So to have a strong muscle, just like how athletes will step out daily and they have a routine, faithful in it and consistent, we too must be consistent in our Bible meditation. And meditation says you read the Bible to yourself aloud so your ear can hear. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Everyone who is going, is going to face diverse challenges in life. And if you are a lightweight in the spirit, so to say, you will easily be blown away by winds. The winds may be challenges that you face, warfare, or for some, it may be the blessings. You may be so blessed that those blessings become an idol to you now and they draw you away from the presence of God. So submit to God, James says, and resist the devil and he will flee from you. How do you submit to God? By delighting yourself in the word of God. By studying the word of God to show yourself approved. By meditating on the word of God day and night. Like he said, speaking the word, but thinking the word of God. So as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. When you are full of the word of God and Satan comes and tempts you, you will be able to resist him by the word of God, just like Jesus did. He said, it is written. We say, the Bible says. Number two, be disciplined and intentional just like athletes and watch what you eat your spiritual diet we have to eat good nutrition we must eat the word of god to be able to stand strong and to grow and mature in christ and no longer be babes who drink milk but eat the meat of the word of god the Bible says, your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy. His word brings supernatural joy and rejoicing of my heart. The word of God breaks spirit of heaviness. And it says, for I am called by your name. When you read the word of God, you find who you are, your identity. I am wonderfully and fearfully made. I am not a mistake. I was chosen before the foundations of the world. 
male and female, he created them. And he said, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. In the word, I find my identity. And it says, oh Lord, our God of hosts. So when you read the word of God, not only do you find revelation, your identity, and receive joy, but you also find the revelation of who God is, God, the Lord of hosts. No one can compare with God. Nothing is impossible with our God. That's Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. Your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Hallelujah. So stand on the authority of God's word to withstand storm. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, after you have done all, stand therefore. Trust in God with all your heart. Proverbs 3 verse 5. Lean not in your understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge God and he will direct your path. Psalm 34 verse 5. They that look to him shall be radiant and they will never be put to shame. Three, continue to develop your spiritual muscles. Man shall not live by bread alone, Jesus said. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4. You need the weight of the word of God to strengthen your faith muscle. So brothers and sisters, invest time in sitting down with the word of God and become strong. Ask God to give you encounters with his word. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and to remind you what Jesus said. To remove the scales of your eyes. Ask for eyes that see ears that hear us for God to show you great things out of his word. There's treasure in the word of God. Ephesians 3 20, my son, I'm sorry, Proverbs 4 20 to 22. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. When you spend time reading the word of God, that's why he says, don't let your eyes depart from the word of God. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Look at the word of God. Study the word of God. Read the word of God. He says, for they are alive to those who find them. When you read the word of God, it's active in the life. You find life and health to all their flesh. Hallelujah. Healing is bread for the children of God. It comes with the covenant package. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Have encounters with the word of God. Be intentional about prioritizing his word. The word of God is the sure word of God. 
Proverbs 24, verse 13 to 14. My son, eat honey because it is good. And the honeycomb, which is sweet to your taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. If you have found it, there is a prospect and your hope will not be cut off. You see, when you indulge yourself in the word of God, revelation comes to you. Hope is revived in you. Strength comes to you. And as you speak the word of God and you pray in line with the word of God and you agree with God about who he says he is, you agree with him and the word of God because nothing is too hard with God. You increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with man and with God because the word of God is life and spirit. Do you remember when they asked Peter, are you going to, he said, no, Lord, who shall we turn to? Only to you because you hold the words of eternal life. So when you eat the word of God, active and alive, you, you, you increase life expectancy in you. You increase spiritual substance. And when you pray in the spirit, you add spiritual substance to you. You break the spirit of heaviness and joy comes to you because the word of God is active and alive. In Isaiah 14 verse 24, the Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. Whatever God promises, the word of God is full of promises. If you believe the word of God, if you agree with him and you do according to what the word said, it shall come to pass. Isaiah 14, 24. Your testimonies are wonderful. Therefore, my soul keeps them. For the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Psalm 119, verse 129 to 130. Glory to God. So continue to follow divine instruction. That is the word of God. Proverbs 4, verse 11 to 13. Continue to believe in the sure word of God, the word of prophecy. In Deuteronomy 28, heeding his instruction changes your situations. When you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, if you hearken and obey the Lord, these blessings will come unto you. Those who despise God's instructions will not progress in life. Luke 19 verse 13 to 17. So serve his purposes as a lifestyle. Luke 19 to 13 to 17. He will promote you. And give you good success. Let's look at Luke chapter 19. Luke 19. Verse 13 to 17. I read from the New King James Version. Verse 13. Okay, I'll start from verse 11. The parable of the miners. Now, as they heard these things, 
he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. Therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called 10 of his servants, delivered to them 10 miners and said to them, do business till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first saying, Master, your miner has earned ten miners. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you were faithful in a very little have authority over 10 cities. And the second came saying, Master, your miner has earned five miners. Likewise, he said to him, you also be over five cities. Verse 20. Then another came saying, Master, here is your miner, which I have kept, but put away in a handkerchief. For I feared you because you are an austere man. You called what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. And he said to him, the master said to him, out of your own mouth, I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that I was an austere man, collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank? that at my coming, I might have collected it with interest. And he said to those who stood by, take the miner from him and give it to him who has 10 miners. But they said to him, master, he has 10 miners. Verse 26, he said, for I say to you that to everyone who has will be given. To everyone who has, it will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. But bring here those enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them and slay them before me. I want to read it from the easy translation for the benefit of some. While there were people were still listening, Luke 19 from verse 11, from the easy translation. While the people were still listening, Jesus told them a story. He did this because the people had wrong thoughts. He was now getting near to Jerusalem. So the people with him were thinking that God would begin to rule his people immediately. Jesus said to them, an important man left his home and he traveled a long way to another country. There he would receive authority to rule his own country. After that, he would return home and he would be king. Before he left, he asked 10 of his servants to come to him. He gave each one of them 10 pounds of silver. Use this money to get more money for me while I'm away, he said. 
but the people who were living in his country did not like the man. So they sent some of their people to the foreign country with a message. They said, we don't want this man to rule over us. Then the man returned home and he saw now their king. He asked those 10 servants to come to him. He had given them each some money. Now he wanted to know how much money they had now. They should have bought things with it and then they should have sold things again for more money. The first came to him and said, Master, your money has made 10 more pounds for you. The king was happy and said to his servant, You have done well. You are a good servant that I can trust. You have used a small amount of money well. So now you will rule over 10 cities. The second servant came and said, Master, your money has made five more pounds. The king replied, You will rule over five cities. Then another servant came, he said, Master, here's your money. I put it away in a piece of cloth to keep it safe. I did this because I was afraid of you. You tell people what they should do all the time. You take things that you did not work for. You take food from fields where you did not plant any seed. Verse 22, the king replied, you are a very bad servant. I will use your own words to show you that you have done the wrong thing. You say that I tell people what they should do all the time. That I take things that I did not work for. That I take food from fields where I did not plant any seed. Did you know that all about me? Did you know all that about me? Then you should have put my money in the bank. Where I, I, when I came home, I would have received my money back with extra money. Some other servants were standing near to their master. He said to them, take the money from this bad servant. Give it to the servant that has 10 pounds. But master, they replied, that servant has 10 pounds already. The master replied, let me tell you this, the king said. Some people have received good things. They will all receive more. Some other people have nothing. Those people will lose even the little bit that they do not have. Now I must punish these other people that did not want me to rule over them. Bring them here and kill them in front of me. What a terrifying story we just read. This is the Lord talking to us about the kingdom of God. That's why we have Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, we must obey the instructions of the word of God. We must heed the word of God. We must do according to the instructions that are in the word of God. He has sent us out there to win souls for him. We must become soul winners. 
Many are expecting to be powerful, influential, be rich. But they don't want to do things God's way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't be like that servant who took the deposit that was given to him and hid it in a cloth. We all have a measure of faith. We have to use that measure and grow the measure of faith by studying the word of prophecy, the word of God, and applying the word of God in our lives and doing according to what the Lord is instructing us in his word. He sent out to win souls for him. And then those who are faithful, it says in Luke 18, when the son of man comes back, will he find faith in the earth? Are we in faith or are we like that wicked man who took what God gave him and sat in stagnancy and did nothing? When last did you pray for unsaved people to be saved? When last have you witnessed to people about Jesus? Do you use your social networks for the promotion of the kingdom of God? Are your comments for the advancements of the kingdom? Do you speak the truth? Do you trust God's integrity? Because what we have just read now declares to us in Luke chapter 19, verse 13 to 17, that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Do you do things the way God has intended things to be done? Do you follow God's word? Do you apply it? Do you tremble at his word? Do you honor his name? And are you having a good relationship with him? Or have you abdicated your position? Are you walking with him? Are you still running in the race? Be encouraged. Break the spirit of stagnancy. Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter its new day. God wants his children to flourish. He wants his children to walk in the light of God's word. What you do with what he has given you shows your determination whether you want to grow and break through. Blessed are those who obey and do. Faith 